0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome, everyone, to a Baseball America podcast, along with Aaron Fit, I am John Manuel. Week four, Aaron, of the college baseball season? I believe so. No tweeting this weekend. You stayed home. We did not send you hither or yon. Uh, this weekend to cover college baseball, but well, that doesn't mean a lot of college baseball news didn't happen. A lot of college baseball news happened this weekend. We'll cover it in the podcast here at BaseballAmerica.com. You can follow us on our Twitter feed, twitter.com backslash BaseballAmerica, obviously the Facebook page. And we want to remind you that we're coming to you from the Marini Demo House podcast nook, because when it comes to buying a baseball bat, Marini just changed the game, introducing Demo House where you can step into the cage and hit the latest from Marini before you buy. Because there's no substitute for hitting a real baseball or talking to people who know both bats and batting. Your demo time in the cage is free. Get the season started right and visit your demo house today. Locations and full details can be found at demarini.com backslash demo house. Aaron, I did my best Alan Matthews there for a second as I read that. Uh, our former colleague here at Baseball America who always liked to call this the best 15 minutes on the radio. For the podcast, we're going to try to do 15 minutes on today's podcast. I'm talking like I'm doing a FedEx commercial in the 1970s. Yeah, it's true. UVA, Aaron number one in uh number two in the preseason, number one since the opening weekend when Texas lost to New Mexico. we'll get to New Mexico later but the the Wahoos have been number one since then, and an emphatic uh weekend this weekend for Virginia to make its case as the number one team in the country. They go to Florida State and win the series first with a dominating effort on Friday by Danny hulson, then with a dramatic six run ninth inning comeback on Saturday. How do the Cavaliers do it, and what does this theory say about Florida State? Well,
1: I, th- I think it, it, you know, I think it basically tells us that these teams are, are roughly what they, we thought they were. They're two really, really good teams. Crown them. Um, yeah, you want to crown them? Go ahead and crown them. Uh, you know, Virginia is an offensive team, and and they've got a dominant, you know, all america caliber Friday starter, and and they've got two big guns in the bullpen with Tyler Wilson and Kevin Arico. And really, I think that was the difference in this series because. Uh, Wilson and Rico were able to shorten those games on Friday, and then and then on Saturday they were able to. Rico came in and, and and you know nailed it down in the ninth inning. Florida State didn't have that guy in the ninth inning. And we know. talked
0: we talked about that on last week's podcast. Florida State, who is their moment of truth reliever? As Wayne Graham, they're still talk. trying to
1: figure out the bullpen. And then, but but then on Sunday, I think Virginia's flaws were exposed because. It's not a very deep bullpen, and you, know, you got to bring Tyler Wilson back again.
0: And he and has not bounced back as well this year. Not he as tweeted well. that.
1: Not as well. He did not against East Carolina, and, and, and it looked like he didn't bounce back as well um, on Sunday because he gave up that two-run homer to, to Tyler Holt. So that was a, a back-and-forth series that really could have gone either way. Uh, I think it shows a lot about Virginia's toughness that they went down there and, and won that series on the road uh, against the the hottest team in the nation, really. Um and, and and Florida State is you know again I don't think that we there's any reason to doubt Florida State now I mean they're 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 exactly what we thought they were they're a very good offensive team with with quality starting pitching and a few questions about the bullpen but
0: uh, on the whole I, I think that they're uh, an Omaha caliber team. If Dan, I'll just throw this out there right now if Danny Holton hits a little bit and he's not he's hitting 212 right now if he starts to hit a little bit uh, he's gonna give Anthony Rendon. And some of these other jokers will run for their money as college player of the year. Yeah. That guy is a one oh four ERA through four starts. He's Jeez. been outstanding. And he hits uh if he hits, he's gonna come back around. And the other thing that really impresses me about uh about Virginia's start is keep in mind Jared Parker is still not hitting. Yeah. If Jared Parker gets on gets going, uh Virginia's gonna be really dangerous because he's not hitting. He has one home run this year, he's still striking out a little bit like it's Omaha last year. Uh I would be a slightly concerned if I were Virginia by the fact that Jared Parker is still swinging and missing so consistently. But uh, Herman the Warman, Keith Warman in the lineup. That guy is an animal. He's in 550-something. <laughs> and then He's Steve Prochia Steve Prochia. second Second-best sophomore third baseman in the country. That's it. <laughs> and, right, in 2010, that's a good thing to be. Yeah. That just means you're not as good as 6.05 on base percentage, Anthony Rendon, which is right. just a uh, – that's sick. Texas number two, Aaron, uh, you know, Taylor Youngman with a – uh, ridiculous uh, start on Friday, but the Longhorns still struggling to score runs. Ten runs in the first three games in that series against Iowa. Hey, all respect due to Jack Dahmer and Jack Dom and, and, and the Hawkeyes, but Texas has got to score more runs. If they really, I mean, I they got to score more runs.
1: You're right. I mean, they, you know, that's that's the question with Texas, and um, you know, as I said last week, I think that their offense is going to be just fine, and I think they're going to score more than enough runs to to win 50 games this year, and um, maybe a national title.
0: But their opponent in last year's National Championship Series, in the championship finals, LSU, number two coming into this week, and the Tigers uh, go down. They lose a home series, a little reminiscent of last year's series loss against Illinois. Yeah. This year they lose a series at home against Kansas. Uh, Kansas a little bit better than Illinois in yeah. baseball. They're very well coached with against the Illinois coaching staff. But Richie Price, great reputation. He's won a Big 12 at Kansas before. Uh, in his six, seven years there, he is—he's uh, you know, he's made that program much more competitive than it was uh, previously. But without Tony Thompson, without—is uh, it Luke Ridenhour or is it the point guard? <laughs> now I'm confusing you. Well, I Another number, Lee Ridenhour. Okay. okay. Um, th- they—that—that that was unexpected for LSU to lose that series at home, was it not? Significantly yeah, well, of course. Unexcess- of, course unexpected. of course it was. There's no—there's no doubt. Even without Anthony Rado. they're not—they weren't exactly playing like they were crippled right, before.
1: Right. Right. I mean, L- LSU. Uh, this was their first test of the year of any consequence, and they failed it. I mean, you, you know, it's a home series against an unranked team, and uh, an unranked team that's not at 100% does not have its best player or its number two starter.
0: Yeah, Tony Thompson's not uh, just their best player. He won the Big 12. Triple crown last year for people who don't know. I mean, Exactly. And that guy's playing with what? Well, he's not playing. What's his injury? A hip injury?
1: He's got, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, have I'm to check three on strikes it, yeah. on that. I've got we, Yeah,
0: we had that obviously on the college blog, but uh, this guy is really good. Tony Thompson's really good. That's a big piece. To, that's as big of a piece to miss as Anthony Renato is, frankly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it may be bigger because Thompson's all three games. I that's mean, right. Uh, what can you say about Kansas toughest? I mean, that's the team that we really wanted to bring into the rankings this week, John, and, and couldn't make room for them. Uh, we'll talk about that later, I guess. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it, we had some debate here about what to do with LSU in the rankings. And we wound ran
0: up dropping them five down, spots. Yeah, down to seven. And uh, Georgia Tech at three, I think, without Anthony Renato, Deck McGuire is making his case as the best starting pitcher in college baseball. Agreed. Who's draft eligible. Yep. We'll throw that out there. Yep. A very important caveat. Who's the best pitcher in college baseball, Aaron? Is it junior, Dick McGuire? Is it sophomore, Garrett Cole of Red Hot UCLA, 15-0? and 0? Or is it freshman, Matt Perk of now number four, TCU? Perk. Are you but sure? It, but
1: but you're, how could you possibly forget my man, Taylor Youngman?
0: Well, I don't it could be sophomore Taylor Youngman or sophomore Danny Hultzen, who always talked already talked about. But Matt Perk, I'm sorry, Matt Perk's putting himself in the discussion. That was a, a gem. That's two straight weeks I think he's been. Lights out for TCU and he, he was he was, was potential... good last
1: week. He was not lights out. He pitched 5 and 2 thirds He was pretty good, but didn't he I mean... have
0: a no-hitter through 4 or something like that? He walked a couple guys, struck out. Maybe it was 2 weeks ago that I'm thinking he was really lights out. I think it was 2 weeks ago. Either way, TCU looking pretty good and we moved the Horn yeah. Frogs up to 4. Yeah. Uh, why did you advocate for that in the meeting and uh, d- defend the poll ranking uh, right now on the podcast?
1: Well, you know, Basically, LSU hadn't really done anything yet this year. They were number two based on their talent and their preseason expectations. And, um,
0: and the fact that they were 11-0. They, they, were, they, hadn't they were
1: 11-0, but they hadn't, they hadn't faced a regional caliber team yet. And this is the first one that they faced. And they, they it was a home series, and they lost it. And if you stack up their body of work with TCU and Florida State and Florida, um, it's not as good. And And... You know, That's it's, it's oh, hell. It's not as good as Coastal Carolina or Louisville, Arizona State, or Clemson, right. or UCLA either. Right. But you know, there's only so far you can hit this team. Um, you know, I, I thought this was this was an okay compromise solution here. Um, LSU is is still LSU, and they're still very good. But uh, you know, those other teams all have something they can hang their hat on. I mean, Florida won a series at Miami. You know, Florida State pounded Georgia and Florida. Right. Uh, TCU still still five and
0: two against top twenty-five teams, even after this weekend.
1: Yeah, uh, TCU. um, You know, won a series at Cal State Fullerton. I mean, everyone has a signature win here except LSU.
0: Pretty much. That's pretty much that. That's it. I think. I think you made that. I think no one came into that meeting with TCU four except for you, and you had the room convinced by the time we were done with that meeting. So, I mean, I think the case is very compelling. For TCU, I think Florida State's previous body of work made us really not want to hammer them yeah. or hit them. In and the they rankings. did win one
1: out of three against the number one team in the country. It was a home series. And, they didn't have a three and two week. Yeah, as
0: well. I mean, yep. there's there's they are mitigating factors there, but I think basically I, I wanted to keep them five. Me too. To respect what they'd done prior to this weekend series against Virginia. I don't think there's a huge harm in losing a series at home to the number one team in the country. Although I do think Florida State, you know. If they won that series, you could have made the case for them to be number one this year. I week. think they would have been number one in my my rankings. Uh, Florida, you know, I wanted to keep Florida State ahead of Florida. They only played one time, but Florida State did hammer them. Yep. I think Florida State's body of work is more impressive than the Gators right now. I agree. So that's why our LSU slotted in at seven. And then, Aaron, from eight to 12, every one of those teams has had a boffo season so far. Coastal, Louisville, I mean, we've talked a little bit about them on the podcast, and you obviously saw them down at the Big East Big Ten showdown. But how impressive is if you just really step back? Here's a Big East team that went on the road in March and won a series at an SEC team. Yeah, that's huge. And not just any SEC team. I mean, Ole Miss is
1: uh, not an easy place to play. I mean, they really pack them in there. It's it's a great crowd. It's a great program that's been to how, how many Super Regionals now in the it's last like five six in the last years, five years. in the last six, seven years. I think it's five like and that. seven years. I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's you know you're facing one of the most dominating pitchers in the country on Friday night. Uh, and, and Dan McDonald, when I spoke with him last night, just raved about Pomeranz. He said it's the best pitcher that he's faced in his tenure at Louisville. Um, and you obviously, know, he,
0: and he was with Pomeranz all summer last year with Team USA right, as well, so right. he knows Drew Pomeranz well.
1: But but they, you know, and they outlasted Pomeranz and won a, a classic on Friday night, and and then lost Saturday and bounced back Sunday. It's And this is without Andrew Clark and without Josh Frisberg, two of their best veteran players. Huge point. I forgot about that. I mean, it's just a very impressive, very impressive weekend for Louisville. And honestly, it's the kind of weekend where uh, at the end of the year we might look at this weekend and say this is why they've got a national seat.
0: I think you're right. That's a great point. Um, Because their
1: conference schedule is going to hurt their RPI a little bit, but they do have a pretty solid midweek. They play the Ohio States, the Kentuckys. Um, but they really needed this weekend, I think, to, to solidify their case, assuming they take care of business in conference play.
0: I, I, those are all great points. And then uh, that's why they're ahead of Arizona State. Arizona State's 15-0 and 0 and really couldn't do anything more than they've done this year, um, set them up, knock them down, you know, um, for Arizona State. And it's just I think it speaks very highly of Tim Esme, the yeah. coach there. I guess he's technically the interim coach, is he right. not? Yes. Uh, he's working to get that interim tag removed from that at Arizona State. He's an alum there. He was an assistant coach, but he was not active as an assistant coach. He'd been removed by the, his predecessor, Pat Murphy. So that team loses their head coach in late November. They lose their number one starter in Josh Spence, who's still got arms soreness and just started throwing last week, as uh, Aaron chronicled on the college blog. And Arizona State's still 15-0, and Aaron, that. That speaks volumes for the job that Tim Sme and his assistant coaches Trent Jewett is new to the program, correct? Yep. And uh, Ken Knudsen, new to the program, those guys have done a tremendous job of bringing in a lot of new players who they didn't recruit necessarily, and uh, and taking the veterans and mixing all those guys together into a fifteen and oh mix. And they did it this weekend, beating a good Auburn team. I'm I'm just really really impressed uh, by Arizona State. Granted, they've only played one top twenty five team, but fifteen and is fifteen and
1: yeah, and and you know they could be in the top five right now, and nobody would blink twice about it. I mean, they could be number two, um, based on body work and 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 the fact that they were in Omaha last year and right. they're Arizona State. Um, but you know, as as we kind of talked about last week a little bit, who do you move down? I mean, yeah. every, but we there's 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 a dozen teams here that have all played extremely well for the most part. I mean, I know LSU and Florida State now have series losses, but. Um, you know, it, there's there's just there's just no room here. There's not a lot of separation between the top 12 teams. I think right. they're all really good, um, and I don't think it's an indictment of, of Arizona State or our, or our our thoughts about Arizona State that we've got them at number 10. It's just yeah. that uh, there's again there's just
0: no room. And then UCLA. Speaking of the Pac-10, I mean you chronicle yeah. very well last week in three strikes. The Bruins, 13 and 0, best start since 1969 when Chris Chambliss was anchoring the That's Bruins. It's their best
1: start ever, but it's their first. 13-game winning streak oh, I'm 1969.
0: Sorry. First 13-game winning streak, wow. Again, that was Chris Chambliss. They had to beat the U C, the USC dynasty to get to Omaha. And USC fans, hardcore old-school USC baseball fans, still rue 1969. They hate Chris Chambliss because that interrupted – uh, that was a little – kind of an interregnum there for USC. Uh, but then, of course, uh, they bounced back with five straight championships. So Rod Dato, uh, he, he came back from that. Uh, Tiger was pretty good. But uh, UCLA – and they're doing it. We knew they were going to do it with pitching, but Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole, those guys are sick. And I'll tell you what, th- this is this is why it's it's
1: nice to be UCLA right now. You go to this tournament, you know, you throw Cole against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and he dominates. Which is he,
0: unfair for Texas A&M Cor- Corpus Christi. And that's an
1: improved team, by the way, that uh, people I've I've spoken with uh, have good things to say about. Nice. Uh, you no, know, the Islanders. At the Islanders. Yeah. The Islanders. That's right. Uh, you throw you throw Trevor Bauer against Mississippi State, he dominates. Okay, so now what do you have left for Oklahoma, the ranked team in this weekend? Oh, right. ah, we'll throw Rob Rasmussen out there. He does just fine. I mean, it, that's yeah. that's the luxury that they've got is it's not just two guys, and their bullpen has been stellar. I mean, what, it's just a very so impressive deep, start.
0: So deep in the bullpen, yeah. and a uh, very big deal, I think, for them, for Rob Rasmussen to pitch well. He was off to a slow start. He had, he had been okay. I mean, he, he No, he was walking a lot of guys. He's walking
1: a lot of guys. That's the only thing. But but he hadn't been giving up a lot of runs. He had been striking out a lot of guys. He just
0: hadn't worked in deep in games. game. I don't think he throws in six innings in a game. You're right. And, and that, so you can't even get a quality this start. Is no doubt this is his best start so of the it's year. So it's his best but, start of the year, and he brings it out against a team like Oklahoma, yeah. a ranked team, which is, uh, speaks very well. And I think that, uh, there's enough to talk about in the top 12. The rest of the poll was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Really, not a lot of exciting things going on. Um. Not a lot we, of we big did. time series really going on. We did hammer Rice a little bit. Hammer, uh, I, I hammer it being a, maybe a little strong term. We dropped them five spots when they went three and two on the week, but with the exception of that 26 run outburst against Cal, yeah, you know Rice really has not shown week in and week out that they had the best offense in the country, which we thought would be the best lineup in the country coming in, if not the best, one of the three best. They haven't been consistent. They haven't found anyone else to pick up. And when teams walk Anthony Rendon, hence that 605. On base percentage we talked about earlier, seven walks and five strikeouts, yeah, something like that. And he is, uh, and frankly, but it's not pitching enough. So yeah. Cal, unranked, Cal is not Kansas.
1: So I, I thought I thought Rice had to be behind Arkansas because Arkansas last week went on the road and won two out of three at Cal. Great point. And this week, Great Cal team. comes to Rice and, and splits four games. I mean, uh, you know, Rice the body work just they're ten and seven, right? Yeah, ten and seven. It's just it's just not a very impressive body of work. The best win they do have that one win against TCU. Um, but uh, you know, I think I think they're fine in the top 15. But but it was okay to hit them a few spots after a three and two
0: week. East Carolina, other team, we dropped them seven spots. The Pirates are eight and six. They've outscored their opponents by all of two runs this year. I'm a little concerned about yeah. their offense, Aaron. They're not scoring and runs. And they've like played they need a, a very
1: tough schedule. And, I, and I want to make sure schedule. that we we highlight that because we like to reward teams that, that that play
0: tough schedules. Well, that's why they're still ranked. That's why they're still ranked. If they weren't if they weren't playing a good schedule, they wouldn't be close to being ranked because yeah. they're eight and six and they aren't scoring. They scored 12 runs all week. You can give them a little bit of a pass when you're going three time zones, but by the time, by Saturday rolls around, you've been out there a couple games, yeah. you got to adjust to being on the West Coast. And they didn't adjust, they and, still didn't and,
1: score. And frankly, going 1-3 and three against Pepperdine, which had been struggling. Still 6-9 and, and and on, on the year. Cal State Pepperdine. Northridge, which has improved, but still a team that a top 15 team should beat.
0: Honestly, not a team that is held in high regard on the West Coast, to be honest with you. Pepperdine may be having a bad year, but people on the West don't speak highly of Cal State Northridge like they do about some of the other programs out there, so... I mean that's, it is what it is. It's not Mike Batesol, Robert Fick, and uh, Adam Kennedy running around anymore for the North, for the Matadors. So it's a little different deal than it was in the in the late '90s. When when Cal State Northridge is a winning record, wake me up. That
1: that said, Northridge is. I mean, you know, I, I want to give them a little bit of credit because they've gotten off
0: to a decent start, and 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 they're improved. I I just think that they are improved. And, uh, improvement's a relative term. They're going to be a bottom of the Big West team again. That's a game that East Carolina has to win. Uh, we left Stanford in the rankings. North Carolina dropped seven spots as well. Uh, the Tar Heels lose to Duke in what can only be called a construction zone at the uh, Durham Bulls athletic park. It's a triple a ballpark. Duke is using that as their home field for certain series. They did have good crowds there this weekend, which is very impressive considering the fact that Duke obviously had success in the ACC basketball tournament. There were a lot of North Carolina fans there on Saturday. Obviously North Carolina, not a factor in, in basketball this year, but, uh, you know, that was uncomfortable for both teams, in my opinion. There was a lot of smell of paint thinner in the air. Wow. That was an uncomfortable situation, a difficult place to watch a ball game this weekend. So Duke already moving one game this week to carry the National Training uh, Complex, the uh, National Training Center down there. We'll see how things go for Duke. They're kind of playing without a home field this year. They already don't have a ton of margin for error. Um I'll they're, you, they're a bubble team again, but they, they, they played very spunky on uh, Saturday and they're very strong up the middle with Will Ponica Worms. That's not his first name, is it? Yeah. Uh, Will Ponica Worms in center field is like a better version of Alex Hassan. Uh Jake Limmerman, a junior shortstop, a very good college shortstop. And the athletic Marcus Stroman, who threw hard on Saturday but got barreled a lot. Uh so North Carolina. He lost apparently made a
1: game saving defensive play on, in the uh, the, on the finale on Sunday.
0: But uh he was throwing ninety-two, ninety-three, but he got squared up quite a bit. Yeah. And I, I tell them the bottom line is North Carolina scored some runs this weekend, but this is not the same North Carolina team that went to Omaha four years in a row. And no. uh, them going to Omaha this year would be a real surprise, I think. So
1: yeah, and and you know, was it a two and three week for North Carolina? Uh, they did have a midweek loss to William and Mary, where they got shut out. Um, we you know, and they're really their their body work isn't great either. They they do have a sweep of Michigan. That's their best right. series right there. Um, we, we kept them in the rankings. We really wanted to bring in Kansas or New Mexico. Those were the two teams we, we really wanted them to to make room for, and, and we it, just we just couldn't do it.
0: And a different week, Aaron. Some other teams could have been in this week's rankings as well. I sure. Mean, uh, Texas, Texas A&M wins a weekend series yeah. against Washington State. A tight <laughs> series spoke well for both teams. Looks like it was pretty well played.
1: And and, and they're for real. I, I like their team a lot. Washington State or A&M? Well, bo- both. well both
0: of them, but especially Texas a and M. I I agree. Both those teams are pretty nice out of the bullpen yep. uh, with the lefties. It's Conley for Washington Conley State. Conley for Washington State. Um, you got Cal State Fullerton getting back on the beam this week. Not ready to rank them yet. 7-7, seven and seven, but they did win three games in a row this weekend.
1: Which is, which is, I believe, the first time this year they had even won back-to-back games. Correct.
0: And they only gave up five runs in those last uh, three games against San Diego State, San Diego, and Alabama-Birmingham. And then just watch out for Western Kentucky. I mean, took a midweek loss against Mississippi State, but on the road, in conference, swept New Orleans, which I would imagine that's a little bit of a dispirited New Orleans team as the last year they're playing Division One before the program drops a D3. And also a win against Tennessee
1: in there for Western Kentucky. Oh, yeah, Kentucky that's right. Uh, Southern Miss is, is back on the right track. I think that uh, um, you know Alabama could be ranked. I mean, there's there's plenty of teams that could be ranked. There's just only 25 spots. Um, we, we debated – bumping an idle Stanford out, um, decided that you really should have to play your way out. I mean, it, it, you know, we prefer, we prefer not to move down a team that didn't play f- for finals. So I'm not going to p- penalize you, for, you know, for
0: studying for studying. So <laughs> although maybe we should, we'll think about that one again next week. Uh, Reggie sent us an email. We'll have to get to that next week, Reggie, cause we're out of time on this week's podcast, a little bit of time constraint, which is unusual for us, but, uh, I hope uh, people don't mind a little bit of a shorter, sweeter college podcast this week. Um, And I also had email from Nick and Tom uh, last week, actually, so uh, we haven't gotten to those, but we will try to get to those emails next week here on the Baseball America podcast. So when it comes to buying a baseball bat, DeMarini just changed the game. Introducing Demo House, where you can step into the cage and hit the latest from DeMarini before you buy, because there's no substitute for hitting a real baseball or talking to people who know both bats and batting. Your demo time in the cage is free. Get the season started right. Visit your nearest Demo House today. Locations and full details can be found at demarini.com backslash demo house. Aaron, I didn't need the copy. I could have done that without the copy. I've read it enough times. For Aaron Fit, I'm John Manuel. We'll see you next time on the Baseball America podcast. So long, everybody.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. and are high in fire to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.